If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipbingleshow, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. Angle Show. Up, I'm Austin Cabot. <laughs> I'm Adam Jabet. Uh, and we are live again at the Great Lakes Racing Expo, Full Throttle Indoor Karting, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh my gosh, you guys have been there for a month. I know, man. Like eight shows. Yeah. So just stockpiling them. Yeah, we got to put some of these away for uh, the start of race season and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're here uh, with uh, with our buddy. You know, we're both buddies. I didn't even know you knew Sam. Yeah. But we're here with Sam Myers. <laughs> He's a NASA guy, SCCA guy, pit crew guy. Just a racing guy. Yeah, just a racing guy. Uh, Sam, how did you get into uh, racing? Where did uh, you start? I, I uh, back in the early 2000s, my stepdad and I built a food trailer, okay. and our food trailer food... race car. No, it wasn't oh, a food okay. trailer race car. <laughs> it's crap flying everywhere. It's a nice little food truck, and uh, that very first year in 2002, we got the uh, got luckily enough to be one of the vendors at Mid Ohio Sports Car oh, Course. Cool. Very last event of the year that year was the SEC National Championship runoffs. And right in the infield, right across from us, was one of the SCCA's box trucks. Mm-hmm. And originally, I went over just when we had some downtime, looked around, liked the racing, but was looking into autocross. And then through that winter and looking around, I got a, found a way to that I figured, hey, you know what? If I want to get into you know some club racing, mm-hmm. especially in a ITC Honda Civic, yep. there's not going to be that much difference in cost. So yeah. Yeah. that's where it started. And, uh, Started just by you working at an event, huh? That's how it That's ended cool. up, what, yes. What and kind of food were you guys selling? Yeah. We did everything. The The main thing at the time was we did breakfast, and that okay. was probably our best thing. We did, uh, uh, you know, we did a full-ride breakfast that was sausage, gravy, and biscuits made fresh every day. Oh, along man. With, I'm getting hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a crappy piece <laughs> of pizza. All with your, your eggs and your bacon, your sausage, your potatoes, and then we also did croissant sandwiches and yep. all the other stuff. And then we had other stuff for lunch that we'd switch over about 10, 30, or 11. So it was... It got to be, after about 10 years of doing it, it was very stressful. That was like a side job for you guys? It was. We take vacation. Now yeah. I take vacation to do racing, racing stuff and whatnot. Back then we took vacation to go, yep. you know, sell sandwiches and whatnot out of a food truck. So, yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's kind of how it all got started. And, you know, that's race, the, that's race. one of the first stories I've heard of, getting, of you getting hooked just by seeing a race. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was cool. that and looking. I mean, I've been competitive in sports and a lot of other stuff, and yeah. at that time I didn't have anything to fill that void. And okay. Did you ever do, like, motorsports stuff before? Or, like, nothing. Like, go-karts? Nothing. Really? No, that's no where. No family car guys? Nothing. No. Oh, that's cool. No, gotta, and that's where I had my first the, car. you got to start the disease somewhere. <laughs> I got my first car, and I didn't know how to do anything to it, and I, I had, a, had a buddy. And what was your first car? It was a 1989 Honda Civic Standard. Hatchback, oh, yeah, yeah. the ITC four speed, four speed, D15 yeah. B1, made about 85 horsepower. On a and good day. Downhill. On a good day, yep. <laughs> With a lion dynamometer. <laughs> oh, man. Don't lift whatever you do. But, uh, no, nah, I had a, had a buddy. That was my first car, too, the same exact car. Yep. Had a buddy help me well, uh, do some car, stuff car, to it yeah. and realized real quick that I couldn't afford to pay somebody to work on my car. So yeah. car came with a factory service manual. I had to take some stuff apart, put it back together, and that's how I learned to wrench on cars. That's cool. 
Tom yeah. O'Gorman could uh, could use a little bit of that. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to teach him how to wrench. Uh, uh. Tom's got my number. <laughs> so. um, he and I've talked many times. What? Uh, currently, you are the Honda Challenge National Director, right? Just in December, took over okay. from Jeremy Corsett as. Okay. On a challenge, national series leader. So you're the guy that I get to complain about. My D series doesn't have enough horsepower. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the three that are on the rules <laughs> yeah, committee. Yeah. So yes, you can. Uh, I always feel bad bugging you or Spencer about questions or stuff. Well, that's what we're there for. That's the only way we're going to keep I, the the class parity and actually too bad try because to. Because he bugs me about STL stuff. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> It, it, it works. It's always yeah, fun when, when the phone rings and it's Sam Myers because, you know, you, you're either going to have a two-second rules conversation We're gonna have or a you, half are, hour. you are going to BS for half an hour. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I love it. What's the history of Honda Challenge? History of Honda Challenge started in early 2000s. Um, back then was just uh, a lot of guys getting together with their Hondas. Um, I think it was at that time broken out into five classes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no spec tire no nothing mainly started out in uh southeast or eastern eastern states and uh just kind of grew from there mm-hmm. and then um was ron rigdon involved like all the way back then not that i know of okay we're okay. gonna hear from the guy who was involved all the way back then oh yeah yeah scott joss oh yeah that's He's right gonna be on the show. Right. scott was involved <laughs> yeah back then yeah, yeah he can stories yes there will be plenty of stories from scott yeah um, so yeah, I remember might watching have already aired that show. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. From from '03, him at Charlotte. I remember watching that in car yeah. and hearing stories. So. Yeah, you know, I I went to my first NASA event because of drifting. Actually, it was at Charlotte Motor Speedway in like '0203, mm. maybe. And U.S. Drift Nationals was there during yep. the NASA weekend. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest that thing ever, awesome. man. And that was the first time the Evo Eight had just been released, and somebody had a blue one running uh, HPDE. And I thought that was the coolest thing yeah. ever. Those were so cool when they first came. Was, what blue, blue by you, blue? I think was the yeah. color, maybe, or I forget what it was called. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was a lusted after car when yeah. I was in, in nineteen. Yeah. So I I went to my first NASA event for drifting. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> Um, how, how, Sam, how did you get into the Honda game with Honda Challenge and stuff? Um, got into Hondas, just a car that I found yeah, to start you, racing. Yeah. And then um, ne- always being a budget guy, back when I first got started, Great Lakes region, which was then called Ohio Indiana region, was under different ownership. And I could volunteer and either work a corner for two events and then get an event free. Okay. I was doing my HV stuff. And then as I got my license, I actually was able to work grid and race okay. same events so you so worked your way up through the nasa worked, hpde ladder i actually i did two hpds and then i went and did an SCCA double school at nelson okay in may of 2004 yep and then that crossed right over to a nasa provisional and i was racing at putnam cool. part two weeks later so did you build your first car from scratch no bought it, it used bought from it used? a guy in pittsburgh it's the way to okay. do it man 20 to do it 2500 no. bucks man <laughs> what's that a crx civic hatch civic hatch okay yes that, that's not the one you still have is it no, that one yeah. got sold to a guy in Texas who never ran it, got sold to Joel Carnes, who's now in the Northeast, but at the time was over by St. Louis. He raced it for a year, and then now it's actually up in the Northeast somewhere, and from what I've been told, it's still racing. Still around, huh? That's yes. cool. Uh, what was your progression of uh, actual race cars, like, uh, in Went order? Went from had that Civic hatch that I raced in H5 or ITC mm-hmm. for two years in 2004 and 2005. Yep. Sold that at the end of 05 and bought a Civic SI hatch. Very car with a very storied history. The old 
yellow and blue OPM car with the white splash on the side oh, of it. Oh, man. That, wasn't that thing up for sale recently? Like no, in the past, I like, killed year it. Or two? You killed it? I yeah. killed that there was car some OPM. It was the OPM Prelude. Yes, that's, that's for okay. sale in Florida. Well, I feel like maybe in the past year I saw an OPM car that was up for um, sale. It was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, there's another, there's another like almost matching one mm -hmm. that was in Louisiana, and now it's Dave O'Malley owns it, I think. Okay. Yes. Um, so I, I knew the car from yellow. 2004. Yeah. yeah. Friends of mine drove down in February to pick it up, brought it back. Car ran three events in two years. Yeah. I sold my car and for an extra 500 bucks bought this one. Okay. And, yeah, I raced it along with a co-driver in 06. And then at our August event, went wide in turn one yeah. and shot back across the track and at, killed at, uh, Middle Ohio and killed yeah. it. Bad so, kill? Uh, the car had already was already on its third logbook and had been replaced on every corner. And it was bad <laughs> enough to where... If you've the, got Houdini's wand and you change the tip, you change the middle, and you change the bottom, is <laughs> it really Houdini's wand? That's right. <laughs> so. so, but no, the funny story was I had the first ever NASA National Championships in Mid-Ohio okay. four weeks. Yeah. Buddy had a, an old CRX, and in four weeks I bought that car, painted it, swapped everything over from the Civic yeah. Hatch, and went and had a great race with Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah, and he finished sixth, and I finished seventh. So okay. it was uh, that's a quick turnaround. It was a quick turnaround. That's a lot of a lot must, of nights. You must have had a really cranky family. Uh, wife wasn't real happy because no. that was uh, my. This was 06. My daughter had just been diagnosed in February with leukemia. Oh, jeez. Oh. So she's dealing with all that. Yeah. While I'm still doing all this stuff. So. Ooh, that's a. Uh, oh, you got a really patient wife. If she's still around. Yeah. She's wow. still there. Yeah, God love her. <laughs> That's good. So. Um, what uh, What are you planning on doing this year with uh, all your? You've got I'm, CRX. And I've you, got my CRX, which is well, the you've only got Myers Motorsports, where you kind of Myers Motorsports cars. is right. Yeah. That's the my side business that is basically a house prep, provide trackside support, build cars, you name it. So yeah. I've got my CRX that I own and rent. I've got one, two, three, four. Four other customer cars that are currently at my shop. Yep. So um, they're all housed and prepped. So, yeah, that's what I, you know, how that all works. And just I don't plan on driving at all in 2016. Yeah. I've got at least a dozen events right now on the books. Busy. Taking care of everybody else's stuff. Okay. So um, starting at uh, Corvette Museum. Yep. In and weeks. you also were at both uh, East and West Coast NASA National Championships, right? I was last year, yes, as the yeah. uh, Honda Challenge Series leader for the national championships. Okay. So, yep. Um, changing topics, you were recently at the Daytona 24. I was. Uh, what's it, And you were basically being a spotter. I was. I was How spotting. does that work? How do you get into something like that, and how does it work? Um, well, I, crew, I started crewing, and at the time it was Grand Am, back in the middle of 2005. Uh, a guy by the name of Tom Lepper yeah. had, uh, had a team. He was actually driving for another guy. But in 06, Tom started his own team running Chevy Cobalts. Crewed for him up through 2009. And then uh, a gentleman that had crewed with us took over for Team Salins, based okay. out of Akron. And they needed some help at the 24-hour mm -hmm. spotting. I ended up at that time, I just the first one I spotted for about nine hours. Jeez. And that was all I could do, and they were appreciative of it. And then they actually, a couple of years in a row, they flew me down just to spot. You'd fly in Thursday spot for the night practice, and then fly out Sunday after the race. Okay. At events like that, what's it like spotting? Like, what, what's kind of the procedure, and what are you doing? Uh, you, mainly, you've got to 
talk with the drivers, find mm-hmm. out how much or how little info they're going to want because yeah. that's the main thing. And, and that's where having a driving background helps. That's always been imagine, my yeah. – if, if it's not something that I want to hear, then I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. So Yeah, you don't want to be chatting their ears off, distracting no. them. No. And and I don't typically – and I do this even at my local events when I'm just on the radio as a, as a car chief. I tell my drivers, unless yeah. you're sitting in a – against the tire wall or in a sand trap somewhere, I don't need to hear back from you. Yep. Or the, the, the car just won't handle. Other than that, listen to what I'm telling you yep. and drive. Okay. So, but, no, it's it's really just, you know, what every driver wants to hear. Yeah. And then, especially at the 24-hour where it's multi-class racing, it's, you know, if you're like this year when I spotted for Turner and their 96 car in a GTD, which is uh, of the four class that were competing, they were the, the slowest on, on the lap time letting them know what cars are approaching, especially when you've got two or three prototypes nose to tail and they yeah. can only see the first one coming at them. That's yeah. the critical information. Yeah, freight train of prototypes passing you. You want to know about it, huh? Exactly. Interesting. Uh, how, how long did uh, how did this year go for you uh, there? Uh, went good. Our car um, had the pace. Uh, we were running good. Didn't qualify well because we qualified in the wet. Oh, yeah. But yeah. after Thursday, it was dry the rest of the time. Right on pace with everybody else, had transmission issues at the 9 o'clock hour, and then had some ABS failure, but I um, believe we ended up finishing 17th okay. in class. But the sister car, the 97, uh, actually led for a bit mm-hmm. and was running uh, in a podium spot until they had some ABS issues as well. Okay. I believe they ended up finishing 6th. Okay. Yeah, I thought so, they did pretty well. Yeah. So. For, for the first time in the new uh, M6s, uh, M6R GT3 spec, it was it was it was great. Yeah. So. Is this their first uh, Daytona 24 with those? F- with the M6s, yes. yes I thought. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I, I've always loved the the yellow Turner cars. <laughs> they yes. they were one of the cooler, faster cars. When I first saw my first Speed World Challenge in '05, I think, and I always loved the E36 back then and yep. E46 and awesome. Uh, yeah, the, even awesome as they livery. came up through uh, running ST yep. in Grand Am or IMSA. From or even then they went up to uh, to GS. Always good cars. Uh, Mike Marcel's a good guy to deal with. Yeah. He drives for him. So um, now on the NASA side of things, with you uh, being the Honda Challenge guy, kind of uh, you and the the other the other guys on your committee. How does that all work compared to like the SCCA, where we've got a, a bigger committee and we report to somebody else? How do rules changes and stuff work for you guys? Um, and how's that? W- basically, you have. Um, Drivers themselves can submit a form for anything and everything. And like, as is the same with SCCA, the more data you can provide when you're submitting that form, the more uh, background. Taking notes. Exactly. (laughs) The more background info, the more you've ran it for this long. And you can say that compared to this car, which is at this level, this is where I'm at and show proven results, the more likely you are to get whatever you're proposing to be approved. So then it'll go to whoever your closest series director is uh between myself spencer anderson or jeremy croissette mm-hmm. and then those all we start emails and we just start talking about different okay. stuff we also have brian Cohn, who is the nasa national uh chairman of competition mm-hmm. he also gets involved because he can attest to some of that stuff as well okay. on, a na- on a on a whole level yeah so um how are you guys uh, trying to build up honda challenge in the next few years what are the plans um We've got a good stable base right now with yeah. Honda Challenge 2 yep. and Honda Challenge 4, which is traditional, the good crossover between some of the other classes yeah. uh, where Hondas can run. 
Um, H2 is in a real good spot right now, probably our most popular class many, nationally. You had, you had like 20-some cars at, at uh, I we had, East Coast Nationals or 17 or something like that? I think it was 17 cars we yeah. had at, uh, at Eastern States Championships. Yep. So... Um, you know, HBD does a lot of support for the program, too, which yes. is great. Yeah, yeah. Honda Performance Development are, has been our title sponsor since, I want to say, 2011. And contingencies are so impressive with NASA. I'm yes. constantly shocked with. Uh, and it's, like, it's oh Saturday only, but originally it was 1st, 5th, and 10th, and now they've modified it as 1st, 3rd, and 5th. But, yeah. yeah, you win Saturday, you're getting $200 HBD bucks. Yeah. So, I, and I was blown away with the contingencies when I, was, when I ran my first NASA race in December. But yeah, really, really. Uh, the other big really ones cool. are Hawk, which yep. any NASA class can get, and it's it's not even you don't have to run their products. No, it's very. You generous. just run their sticker, yeah. and it's it's changed from what it was in years past. The last two years, it's it's the same from then. It is your best finish of the weekend. Okay. So yeah, you know, I just used up some of my Hawk bucks from last year uh-huh. and some pads for the wagon. That's right. So and then also, uh, Toyo tires are yeah. our spec national tire. Um, they've got uh, they last year they upped our. Uh, one through five contingency yeah. to take care of some of the they gave more money to the fourth and fifth place guys. Okay, and uh, I think when you get seven, you get uh, you get bigger dollars. Okay, so yeah, they really a lot of the programs that NASA's you know running help support and the contingencies help support the grassroots racer yeah. a lot. It, 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 yeah, it is, and the time. nice thing about Especially most of the what they level. do, it's not just your first, second, third stuff. Yeah. Yep. It'll pay down to fifth. It'll, it'll be like HPD does and do a, a first, third, fifth. Funny story with that, mm-hmm. I'm racing nose to tail in, in June at Mid-Ohio with my good buddy Rob Demarest, and <laughs> he's I, I start second, he's third. I go off track behind him, and I'm off in turn one, all tires in the air. He th- come out of the keyhole on back four, car lengths off of his butt again, and he, he ends up being about a gallon short on fuel, so the last lap and three quarters, he's fuel starving. Oops. I pass him coming into turn 11. I finish second. He finishes third. He, he gets 150 <laughs> HBD bucks, and I get nothing. It's like, <laughs> blow it. Why did I do that? Yeah. Do you see a lot of uh, races for fifth place and stuff like that? No, not really. I don't okay. think that enters into, I mean, in, in, in the heat A lot of, of the times moment, people might not know where they're at there either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also That's it's not something. That's why you need spotters. Exactly. <laughs> True that. It's just not something that people think about when you're behind a wheel. Um, any uh, any changes coming up for uh, or that just came up for any of the Honda Challenge classes? Um, in H1, um, we saw the K24 uh, get some weight added to it just okay. to uh, – it was pretty well perceived and proven uh, by the data yeah. that it was uh, – at the weight it was at, it was pretty untouchable. Yeah, Vince Coker uh, had an RSX in December. And he had the rolling power to get it by the S two thousands. Watching David fast, Isbell man. at the Eastern State Championships on the back straight at VIR pull out and pass the TL Type S. Wow! <laughs> yeah, twenty fourth rule. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Do you want to give our listeners a breakdown of the classes and what cars run in, in um, certain classes? Well, your your uh, your your lowest level class is H four, right? Um, which is basically. Uh, the car is classified with the engine that it came with. Okay. So traditionally, you've got your Civics, your CRXs, your Integras. Yeah. Um, it's like a no swaps kind of class. Correct. Basically. No swaps. Um, there's been some talks. Some guys are thinking about making a rules proposal for the future to if you want to do uh, an LS swap into a CRX okay. and run an H4, you can do it. You just got to run at 2,500 pounds because well, some, some sense, of the yeah. motors are getting harder to come by. Yeah, D-series yeah. motors are actually harder to find than LS motors. Exactly. So yep. there's there's some talk about that. We haven't really started to address that situation yet. 
but uh, H4 as a whole is still very stable from where it was back in 2002, 2003 with not a whole lot changing. H2 uh, originally was the same way. Um, and it, it was just faster cars where in H2 still not a lot of swap. In 2007, we made the change to allow at the time what we called lame swaps, or now it's just it's very restricted swaps. Yeah, yeah. You're only allowed certain things that you can do. Um, and then since then, we progressed to um, now the, each, it's, each car, it's not car, each motor has a certain classification. Um, but then you've also got restricted prep, which is um, for like the S two thousand and stuff too, right? S two well, that's actually factory prep. There's a oh, okay. third level. Okay. Uh, restricted prep would be your uh, newer Civic SIs, your TSXs, um, the RSX Type S, some of the yeah, stuff yeah. with the the you know the top of the line K twenties or K twenty fours. Okay. Uh, even the new um, ILX. Can run an H two okay. restricted cool. prep. It, was that, is that is that something like the Heart team is running, and so that's kind of why you had to classify that? Or? Uh, that's where a lot of the newer stuff will get um, from Team Honda Research. Okay, the guys out there they'll have some of the new new chassis that Honda wants them to race. Like Honda, and, and Honda Odysseys. Yeah, <laughs> and, and honestly, I mean, you talk to anybody from HPD, they want to see new cars out on track. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, at the same time, it's just. Not everybody can go out and spend fifteen grand. Yeah, to HPD get. pays more for newer cars if you win the runoffs and stuff. Like exactly. A lot more. Yes. Yeah, a lot more. It, yeah. If you were in, uh, like Kevin Boehm, who won the STL championship this year because he was in a newer Civic, he got, I think he got an extra twelve hundred or something, yeah, as opposed to somebody being like Kevin Ruck, who won F Prod in his DA Integra, he got, I think eight hundred bucks. Or something. Yep. It was it's, it's substantial amount. So yep. um, anyway, back to H two, you can. You've got the restricted prep, and then you've got factory prep, which basically the only car that is that is now the S2000. Yeah. You can upgrade to the CR. Is that still in T3 spec, essentially? T4. T4 it's spec? Basically T4 spec. Okay. Uh, other than the Toyos. Okay. Um, some of the things we did to H2 is there's a horsepower cap. Originally, it was only after 2009, it was only instituted at the national championship level. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, we instituted it regionally. Didn't figure there's any reason to run in all year long full-blown and then if you got to detune because yeah. you're making too much power so yeah um but yeah that's each each car has a horsepower each motor combination has a horsepower cap and then also there's some tire width limits okay uh, 235 and then the weight is based off of the motor right yep. it's, yeah you've yeah. got a basically it's a power to weight goal and it's not specific for each each motor but it was something we came up back with back in 2007 good way to classify them and uh it's yeah, proven to be pretty close you've got like a okay. b16 weight uh, B16A is 2250. Yeah, with ITR cams as the max. And you can like run that. ITR cams, and you can run a Skunk 2 or, or Type R intake manifold. Yep. And like a D-series, are pretty wide open, but they're 2,000 pounds flat. Correct. Um, with a, what, 140 wheel horsepower 140. max? Um, which I don't, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, I've got a customer who's got a an yeah. EG Coupe that has a obnoxious cage in it. Yeah. And he can only get to about 2450, so... Now it's like, okay, fine, find a type or swap, and that's what yeah, he's going to yeah. do. I mean, you're allowed 190, and you're right at minimum weight, yep. and everything's easy to do. It bolts right in. So yeah. I love that the running cost can be so low. You know, there's a lot of people ask us, like Adam and I, like, hey, you know, I want to start doing track days, and we actually have listeners that have reached out to us and, you know, 
said, hey, you know, I was tracking a, a more expensive car, like a BMW or something. You guys yeah. talked me into going out and getting a Honda. We, we actually have a story so, coming up from uh, a listener in England, yeah. uh, who, uh, Richard, who Richard he, he just yep. did his first track event, and he just he said, screw it. And he just took a street car yeah. uh, just to get out there. So. <laughs> yep. but, no, the cheap stuff, guys. It's what's great fun. is that, you know, they can start doing HPDE stuff for yeah. relatively inexpensive in a Honda and just be able to move up time yeah. trials in a Honda and Absolutely. then the Honda Challenge there. Yeah. yeah. So There's plenty of people that have taken the ladder and done that and yeah the hondas are so reliable that's that's one of the key points is yeah, for distributors <laughs> non-vtech not so bad that's true and so. k-series uh map yeah, sensors yeah i don't K-series. know anything about k-series tps so. tps <laughs> tps yeah sorry there you go sorry so you can have yeah, no, reliability yeah if, you, if you're running a honda and you're not finishing races because it's unreliable then you're doing it wrong yeah <laughs> so um what uh uh this year, you're you're planning on being at probably all the national championships, huh? Uh, um, East and West. Yeah, how's uh, that going to work out? So you've got... You're going to put me on the spot here, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I forgot that the NASA national championships are the same weekend as the yeah. runoffs. Well, yes, you Sam's going to be in two places at the same time. Unfortunately, Sam can't be in two places at once, so... Yeah. Uh, I just thought about that, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's it, It'll it'll work itself you out, because it basically, huh? I mean, uh, whichever of my customers, whatever event they choose to go to they're going to figure out where I'm going. I mean, as yeah. much as, you know, if you being, had it, being Honda Challenge national leader, I want to be at Watkins Glen yeah. for the Easter States Championships. I don't get a paycheck to do that. It's yeah. just volunteering my time and my enjoyment. And you could always leave your customers with us. We'll give yeah, them great advice. Well. You just have Adam's brother fly you back and forth. There you go. I could do that. Private yeah, we just, pilot. We just, just need, need a buddy clearance. who wants to get hours in his private pilot. We just license. need a clearance <laughs> to be able to land on the straightaways at Perfect. the tracks and you know, I yeah. deliver don't think you door to door. I going to like that too well. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you could easily uh, be there for the beginning of runoffs. Uh, the oh, testing you could, I week. could be there Monday then, through Thursday for qualifying. And then you could just be uh, walking to for the race. It's what, five hours apart, did we say? Six. Six, six like six hours and six minutes. Iron Man door. style, mm-hmm. man. Well, Actually, we'll, we'll find out what, when, when the STL race is. You can just hop a ride with me, man. I think it might work because the races might be. The main thing would be when is the Spec Miata and when is the STL championship races. Sam's going to be both places twice different weekends. No, those are the ones that all have cars running in. Oh, yeah, the Spec Miata custom. Yeah. I have one Spec Miata oh, customer. Cool. He had uh, ran Spec Miata in 2015, and is planning to to go to the runoffs. So, okay. yeah. as of right now, that's where my early uh, schedule has me going. And then I've got uh, potential two to three other uh, yeah. my CRX, the white Civic hatch. It's a customer car. Both of those with B16 hatches yeah. would be uh, will be great STL cars. I'm hoping yeah. at least at Mid Ohio. So we'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Middle Ohio really changes things for a lot of SCCA guys because the because it was at you know Power Track up in Road America and uh, you know then Laguna Seca which is not so much Power Track which but it's a different region mm-hmm. and Daytona Power Track uh, and now you've got it's funny that you say that yeah I, a lot of people have a different <laughs> opinion of that place after running it now That's, what's what's your thought oh I can tell you I spent about it different than Middle Ohio it is but I can tell you after spending about a, a month uh, off and on helping. Uh, Dick Ruck, who's Kevin's dad, at their shop, basically prepped their F-Prod car to yeah. make it better in a straight line. To um, Yeah, you you're know, trying to turn it into a missile, huh? Well, you're doing little things that yeah. at middle high you don't necessarily need, but some other stuff, some radiator ducting, um, you know, widening out some, some fender stuff, playing with the air dam, uh, and then also running a square, narrow tire setup. Yeah. You show up there, and, and we go out and run, and at the, after our one of our early qualifying sessions were about a second off pole 
and yeah, we're we're a half a second quicker than everybody on the straight line, but we're losing a second in the infield. Yeah. So to go from where we showed up with to where we actually on Thursday when we set pole by a set, over a second on the on the field, we were right back to a wide front, a narrow rear. <laughs> Put all your handling stuff back on. Yeah, threw the camber back in it because I mean, as great as Tim and all the other guys at Hoosier are, and I understand their concerns with having blowouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Tire temps didn't lie. Yeah. We had the, the, the two and a half front and two in the rear. They were right back. Yeah, to they were telling people to stand the tires up a little bit more. That's Absolutely. exactly what I run on the wagon, man. Two yeah. and a half front, two He's in the got rear. The Daytona set, set up dialed <laughs> yeah. in the wagon. That's right. So, yeah, no, we were right back to uh, around three and a half front and close yeah. to three and a half in the rear. But, yeah. yeah. And how did you guys do that weekend? Um, set pole by a second and, uh, and probably the best race of the weekend. Oh, so good. With a, a three wide finish at the stripe. Literally, it was three wide at the stripe. First after. to third, I believe, was 18 thousandths of a second. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, and the, the announcers, said they were they're screaming. On the, <laughs> oh, on I was broadcast. screaming on the radio at Kevin. I'm sure he wanted to turn it off. Cause the announcers <laughs> had no idea who won. <laughs> no. Like, you couldn't even tell. Well, you know, and the because Instagram. of the whole Daytona Rising project, I wasn't able to be right at start finish where I was for the 24 hour. Okay. I'm in the grandstands. I'm basically right about where, uh, right at the beginning of the restart zone. If you look where, like, the, they've got the lines painted for the NASCAR restarts, yeah. one and two, that it's a restart zone. I'm basically up in the stands as high as they'll let me go. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I'm just telling him, I mean, he comes off a four, and he's still, and I'm like, you got to go three wide, come in for tribal, he goes high, and it's like, wow. It, it was the most awesome finish. It I can't was. imagine the emotions of being the driver and being the guy who's on the radio. I think there was, there was that finish this year, and then there was also the one Both with the, the car yeah, the, that going was the sideways. H-prod. The H-prod. Yeah. We were up in the stands yeah. watching the H-Prod race. That was the that. most amazing <laughs> that finish was ever. Nuts. Yes. One guy is in the door of another guy, and somebody else has crossed the first Sliding. line backwards. Yeah. Downhill. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Brad Adams was on the, on the phone with me. like We were texting back and forth. The past couple months of Daytona have seen some really good finishes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watching a uh, gentleman who I met at Daytona who was spotting with Turner with me, a gentleman named Bill Miller, uh, great guy, used to actually work for Jack Roush as a pilot. Oh, really? Flew okay. all of Jack's guys around. That's not a bad gig. No. And now he's actually flying for JetBlue because about a couple years ago, Jack went to doing the charter flights like all the other NASCAR teams do. But yeah. just he's a big Corvette guy. He's, he actually wants to come and run. Uh, I don't think he'll make it for a March NASA event at NCM, but he's talking about coming up in October. Okay. Because he's never been to NCM, and uh, we're watching the end of the the GTLM, and with three laps to go to watch them, two teammates literally bouncing off each other, yeah, and awesome then finish. it's like all all bets were off. Like yes, as long as they didn't wreck each other, I yeah. don't think the team man the team owner really cares. Was it was just like, coverage too. They didn't even pull it off. Of it. No, and it I think great. at the stripe, what was it half a car length? If that, yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was awesome. really awesome. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of cool racing at Daytona. What's the what is the difference since between runoffs and twenty four hour of that facility? Oh, it was huge. Yeah. Just because uh, they were have, doing a lot of the building. Yeah, the the whole um, the whole tower area, if you will. Uh, all the suites were done and were completely revamped. They were actually when we showed up on Thursday, they were still uh, putting down um, like desks and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and assembling stuff. And then uh, up on the spotters tower, 
benches, okay. different things like that. They're actually still construction workers up there mm-hmm. assembling things while we're Man. spotting. Yeah. You so know, I mean, it, was, it was great for me, like, at the runoffs this year compared to the runoffs that I've been to at Road America, having everybody in the infield where you could just kind of walk. It oh, wasn't yeah. like patches. Yeah. You know, it was really, oh. really kind of nice. And I felt like the atmosphere was actually a little bit different because of it, too. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. Road America, everybody's kind of got their own little camps spread yeah. out. Yeah. You know? So See, I, we were good. Really we, were, we were right on the lake and almost – right at start finish but way out back by the lake so yeah great spot i was about i don't know not even a quarter mile from where grassroots motorsports set their tent okay. up every morning so yeah i'm an early riser i'd be up at 5 30 or 6 o'clock and kevin and his wife and dad they're still sleeping in rv i'd go out watch the sunrise walk down to grassroots at 7 a.m grab me a cup of coffee and a crispy awesome. cream and yeah that sounds awesome go just chill i mean it, it was so relaxing but uh i don't know just the whole taking a yeah. week to do that quite a is, successful week though it was uh, just uh the time frame i think could be yeah uh shortened up a bit yeah i know there's yeah. Tra- i know there's tradition there and, and i understand it's a long week it is i mean to, uh, and to i think s- that is prohibitive for some drivers um, i agree i at, mean in mid-ohio i'm planning on literally qualifying early on going home work in a few days mm-hmm. and then coming back yeah so i mean to i'm almost hoping that there's a sunday race to where i can literally go home for a couple days too um, for us, I mean, STL was Saturday this uh, yeah, in 2015. Saturday so. in the morning. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that that's a long week. Oh, I mean, Monday through Thursday, you're literally on track for a half hour. Yeah. And other than that, you're just hanging. Yeah, I'm kind of planning on doing a Monday, Tuesday, and then go home Wednesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even. Right. Um, yeah. When, when we actually have the schedule out, it'll it'll be. Uh, yeah. We'll make plans. Very, yes, sure, I'll exactly. have plenty of texts with you about it. Yes. <laughs> you um, and Lee and everybody else. Yeah, everybody's bothering Sam. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, uh, What else uh, What else you got going on uh, this spring? Anything? Any, what's your first event that you're headed to? Uh, first event is in four weeks at the uh, National Corvette Museum okay. with NASA Great Lakes and I believe a crossover with uh, Mid-South and Southeast. Okay. So should have some good numbers in uh, Honda Challenge. And some, I believe, some Southeast H1 guys might be coming out. Cool. Okay. So, and then after that, we're at Gateway, uh, second weekend in April. Uh, big PTE event with NASA. You should have, if they get the 15-plus cars they're talking about, it's actually going to be a PTE-specific run group. Really? Yeah, nice. So, wow. Yeah, and then uh, First Mid-Ohio, uh, fourth weekend in April. Okay. So, got uh, getting started here pretty quick. Yeah, you got a busy March, April. Yep. Um, yeah. Nope. Sorry, I'm a little further away from my standing <laughs> up here. Like, it's all right. Stretching my legs. Um, well, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Yeah. Thank you guys um, for having me. Where can people find out more about you and Myers Motorsports? And uh, main thing you can do is uh, if you're on Facebook, look me up, or on Instagram as Myers Motorsports. Okay. Uh, I've got a uh, business page there. Uh, website needs some updating from about three years ago. But uh, when it's a side gig, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. So um, other than that, uh, you know, you can find me through Facebook and I know enough people that if you need to get a hold of yeah. me, you can find me. Yeah. Yeah. You've came up on a lot of podcasts before randomly, you know. Uh, I hope good, that's a good, good thing. To finally, good to finally have you on. Yeah. I hope that's a good thing. Yeah. The, the Sam Myers. Uh, here we go. <laughs> hey, man, they always say, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah. So. No, we, we talked a couple of times about uh, you and I working on Lee's car because his alternator wasn't uh, charging and yes. tuning it. Lee's a know. great guy. He's uh, he actually drove my car back in 2012 and uh yeah that was his first sc series again in like 10 years it was and uh finished second at uh uh really enjoyed driving it and then uh that kind of he brought his motor to me and his car to me that winter 
and helped him get it back going again and uh, really want to see him do well this year and be yeah, able to attend the runoffs. He's, the car gets faster every time he goes out. It so. does. So, yeah, he yeah, was – yeah, it's always always fun when uh, when Lee drags uh, Sam along to SCCA races because then I get to hang out with Sam a little bit. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, there's a race going on close to uh, Mid Ohio. I'm probably yeah, around. You live about a half hour away there from there. Right? About 35 minutes south. Okay. Yes, That's not too bad. Yep. How far from here do you live? Uh, here's right at two hours. Okay. So you're a ways away from uh, from Cincinnati, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You can start taking a grill and uh, still making breakfast for people. Yeah. <laughs> that's not me. That's Return my stepdad. to the roots. No, that's my stepdad. <laughs> we actually bumper mount grill on that truck. Well, there it's you go. funny. Uh, in 2007 at the NASA championships, my wife and my youngest daughter, who was about a year old at the time, yeah. made it into um, S3 Magazine because oh, we, yeah? uh, um, we did a big potluck dinner. Okay. And uh, she was there, and she did her cheesy potatoes and strawberry pretzel salad. Yeah. My stepdad did a brisket that everybody loves and yeah, everybody else brought good. some stuff. And John Thawley was there yeah. and, and uh, did pictures and whatnot. And yeah, made <laughs> it into a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was all good stuff. And you guys still have that business or no? No, my, my folks got rid of it about three years ago. It's got to be a lot of work doing that in your weekends. It was to, to take vacation and then also just the, the help that you need to fi- try and find people. Yeah. To, to want to take time yeah, to go do that. And kinda. let's be honest, not like mid-Ohio's charging any less for vendors to go up there and I do stuff. I can imagine. Yeah. It gets expensive. Yeah. It does. It's amazing how track prices have escalated in the past few years. Yes. Especially in the past you know past 10 years. But right. Anyway, all right, buddy. Well, have a good rest of the day here at the show, and uh, thanks for coming down and hanging out. Thanks man. again. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Sam. And now for today's Speed Secret with Ross Bentley. So no matter what level of the sport you're involved in, you know, if you're um, HBDE, you're a track day, you're a club racer, you're a pro racer, no matter what, at some point you've got a team around you. You know, your team might be a friend, it might be a spouse, a, a um, you know, partner some way, um, you know, you may end up, uh, your team might be a, um, a shop that you hire to prep your car, you know, you may have professional crew. You've got people around you, and you know, just even your friends. The more support you get from them, the more successful you're going to be as a, as a driver. So, think about that as a you know part of your job is to be a team builder. You want to motivate people, and and you know through the years I, I've seen, I I've met a lot of drivers who, when I left, I've gone, nice guy, but eh, he's on his own. And every now and then I meet a driver who I meet. And I start talking to it and I go, wow, that's a driver that I want to help. And the biggest difference, I think, is they show their commitment, they show their desire, they show their passion for what they're doing. And, and again, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I've had somebody on their, you know, they're, they're a novice HPDE student, but their passion for learning and becoming a better driver, they're, and they're like, I want to learn, I want to soak this up. I just, I mean, it's inspiring to me and it's like, I want to help that person. So that person has made me a part of their team. So I, I, I think you know, that's a big part of what you need to do is you need to get people inspired, motivated to want to help you. It's only going to help you become a better driver and be more successful, no matter what it is you're trying to do. So think about that. And, and you know, another part of this is, you know, this is maybe more towards racers, club racers, pro-level pro racers, but you know, early on in my career, I was really super focused on just trying to find sponsors and I had some success there but 
at one point in my career, I went, you know what, I'm just going to really focus on the people that are around me. And I started to really focus on surrounding myself with people who are just really good people. And, and, and that was kind of my, I guess, my priority. I probably couldn't have defined it that way, but they were, they were good people. They were passionate people. They, they were enthusiastic people. Um, many of them were very successful. Many of them, you know, were no more successful than, than anybody else. But I really, really focused on surrounding myself with those kinds of people. And a funny thing happened. In, funny in a good way, you know, very funny in a, in a, and not so funny, I guess, is just it ended up leading to a lot of other sponsors. And, you know, people would come in and, you know, hopefully I inspired them, they inspired me, and we ended up with a lot more sponsorship to help build my career that way. So think about that of, of you know, really trying to surround yourself with the right people and then thinking about them. They are your team, so your job is to motivate them as well. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're paying them to be part of your team because you're, you're, it's a prep shop or a crew or something like that, or whether you're, it's, your, it's your spouse. Uh, um, they're all part of your team, so build them. For more on Ross and Speed Secrets, you can visit speedsecrets.com.